I feel like there's something really special happening over there. A new friendship is budding on that side of the Absolutely. table. It's true. It's true. It's because he unbuttoned that extra button on his shirt. <laughs> oh, that's I been sure right did. before the show. <laughs> I yeah. sure did. I knew it. I know your love language. <laughs> more buttons, more love. <laughs> Go back to the previous episode if you want to understand anything about what we're talking about. Just don't unsubscribe. That's yeah. all we're asking at this very moment. <laughs> Dudes Nation, and welcome to the Friday bonus episode. My name is Paul Kolker, and I am joined, as always, by my most professional bro hosts, Jeffrey Scheffelbein. Hey, Paul, it's Jeff here. I think I was just cramping because I tried to do an air guitar on my leg. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to stretch before the old air guitar. Or maybe don't do it on your leg. Or that, or that. And Nick Besner. What's going on, everybody? And we are back with the one, the only, the second man himself. Manned? Did I, did I say that? Second man. Second man. The second man himself, Jason Duterman. It's good to be here, guys. You, Thank you. We're all Aggies in this room. And, you know, the Aggies have their, like, 12th man. I see where you're going with this. Like, he's ready at any time to jump in and be for one like of a, us in the show. Oh, yeah, that. I was like, for, for a Should golfer. Should one of us go down with a cramp? <laughs> <laughs> I did one time cramp on live radio and had to do this whole, like, stretch it out kind of, uh, yeah. Go to YouTube to watch that specific motion that was just happened. I'm going to use your <laughs> motion now. Well, um, we're, we're going to kick it off with a game. We're going to have a little fun right out of the gate, and uh, this is the special bonus version of this game. That's right. Blessed mm. are the joke makers bonus edition. Bonus. And, and this one's going to be worth... 55 points. Nice. 55. Stepping it up in the bonus. So the way this works is each of us get a character card. You can take a look. And we can all we can all glance at it. Um, but we have to try to telegraph our character to you mm. through the response to the same prompt. So we all get the same prompt, different character cards. We got to try to lead you down the road to guessing who we are. And the characters are. are not specific like individuals, but more like personas right mm, yeah okay. yeah yeah it's no. not gonna say like michael j fox or something yeah. it's going to be you know canadian actor or something like that amazing 80s heartthrob correct yes <laughs> that's it uh jeff shufflebein <laughs> yeah he was six <laughs> i don't know who was interested in you all right so we've got a uh, here's our prompt our prompt is saint nicholas brought blank to kids for christmas for the first time St. Nicholas brought uh, workout equipment and the ability to do double unders on repeat into infinity. You're a CrossFit athlete. Yeah, fitness fanatic. Fitness fanatic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I almost said beach bro, but I wasn't I wasn't sure. Perfect. St. Nicholas brought for the first time at Christmas a couch and some Prozac to little children. <laughs> I have no clue. Winston Churchill? <laughs> <laughs> he was a, per- a Prozac peddler. A, a psychiatrist? Uh, yes, a therapist. Therapist. Oh, nice. Yeah. I read this in the old way from Saturday Night Live, and it really threw me off. So <laughs> <laughs> keep going. That's a, leave that that's alone. A deep cut. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, I believe that he was the, the very first to bring, to bring cats 
to uh, to people. Look, look at this picture of, of Mittens. Isn't she adorable? Wow. I mean, look, I've, I've only got 338 from today. It's beautiful. And look look at her, the way she's holding that ball. It's, uh, it's so cute. So cute. Um, but, yeah, he probably put them in all the little stockings, and so everybody had little, like, kitten mittens, you know? <laughs> A cat lady? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I might have leaned too hard into the cat, but... Oh, oh, pet, obsessed pet. It still right. works, but I yeah. played into like major cat lady. Yeah, there, major yeah, cat lady. That's fair. Yeah. But that's, that's an fair. obsessed pet owner. I think you just yeah. got specific. You, you like went, to niche yeah, it down. I went. Yeah. I went too specific. But in the niches, that's where it comes. You know, reality, right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I was making it incarnate. Too yeah. many Instagram content creators today. Yeah. And on our show, niches get stitches. So watch what you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jason, who, who, who gets those what does that mean? big 55 <laughs> points? I'm going with Nick. Let's go. Wow. This is Double Nick's. down. This, I knew I should have made it a bigger. A bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we were feeling it. You know? I feel like there's something really special happening over there. A new friendship is budding on that side of the Absolutely. table. It's true. It's true. It's because he unbuttoned that extra button on his shirt. <laughs> oh, that happened sure right did. before the show. I yeah. sure did. I knew it. I know your love language. <laughs> More buttons, more love. <laughs> Go back to the previous episode if you want to understand anything about what we're talking about. Just don't unsubscribe. That's yeah. all we're asking at this very moment. <laughs> In fact, please, uh, if you do enjoy the show, share and subscribe and and like and comment Absolutely. and all of that good stuff. Yeah, we might be a really big deal, but we need to be a really bigger dealer. So <laughs> help us get there. We need to learn the words better, too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this plays out really well when you're trying to caption us. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, dudes. Jason. So you work. <laughs> Whoa, like, what's my cue? I, here we I go. Missed it. Here we go. Uh, now mm. we're going to bring it back down to business. Mm. Okay. All right. So you were at the diocese doing incredible work, leading new evangelization efforts. And then you start to feel that tug, right? I'm going to get some some trained up moments in my life. I'm going to go and spread my eagle wings. I don't know. I'm really pushing it here. <laughs> Do you have Enya on cue? Uh, great <laughs> in the background. Who can say where the road goes? Where the second man <laughs> no one <man>. knows. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yes. Okay, so yeah, that's fair. Tell us about this whole thing that you went to because you transitioned your whole career. You went from like in the ministry to now giving incredible like I would call uh, air support and then infantry support to the ministries all over America through mm. something called design thinking. Go on with that. What is that? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's interesting. I, I actually don't feel like I completely went into a, a whole new area. I was just able to grow in what my favorite part of the work I was doing before was. When I was in the diocesan work, we created something that we called strategic ministry development. And the goal of, of strategic ministry development was to look at a parish, to understand the culture and the charism of that specific community, and then to only build ministries focused on a specific demographic that were within that culture and charism. So in other words, rather than just always looking at off-the-shelf solutions for ministry, which many leaders do on a regular basis, we encourage those leaders and more than simply encouraged coached them and gave them a methodology to actually develop things on their own that would look like their own community. And that came about, I'll get to why I went and started doing this at OSV in a minute, but that came about 
um, gosh, it's probably been 10 years ago now. When I got into diocesan work from the very beginning, um, there was one specific element. I loved everything I did there where there was one thing that was that frustrated me. And it was that no one could tell me, how do you come up with an idea from nothing? Mm. And I wanted to figure that out because when we're doing, again, when we're doing God's work, we have to be willing to do more than just, well, I've heard that this program works really well in hospitality and in welcoming people into the church. So I'm just going to go implement that in my parish. Or I heard this program is really good for youth ministry. So I'm just going to implement this in my parish. It's not to say that those programs, whatever they might be, aren't good. But have you stopped to really look at, is that what your parish needs based on the reality that it's currently living? Yeah. Well, fast forward to today. There's a methodology that does that really well. It's called design thinking. Um, I started to touch and play with that a little bit while I was in diocesan work. I got really interested in what Google was doing in uh, Google Ventures with all of their venture capital work. Uh, and they would bring people into their incubator and they'd have them go through their sprint methodology. And I thought, gosh, what would it look like if this existed in the church? Jason Shanks at the OSV Institute invited me to come to OSV and to create a brand new offering that focused on leading ministries, whether those are church-facing nonprofits, those are parishes, those are dioceses, into new life through what we call Catholic design thinking. Design thinking is very simply, it's human-centered design. It's focused on empathy, the art and practice of drawing out the dignity of the person sitting in front of you that you're trying to create something for, empathizing with their lived experience, allowing the insights that come from that empathy to fuel creativity and new ideas, and then the secret sauce to test and iterate those ideas before you launch them so that you're not frustrated if something doesn't work. Um, I'm really blessed to get to do that with a lot of different people on a daily basis. You've never talked about this before, have you? Never. Yeah. Okay. No, this is my first podcast, actually. <laughs> no, that was that was great. That's a, that's a lot to uh, to drink in there, but that's, that's really cool. So you... You sort of looked at what was going on with with Google and some of these more secular institutions and said, well, they're they're obviously producing stuff in a successful fashion. So so how can we adapt and adopt those things? Is that kind of. Yeah, especially within church work to really form leaders to be entrepreneurial leaders, to be willing to take risks. So, for example, uh, when I'm working with somebody right off the bat, I talk to them about the three pillars of Catholic design thinking, which are curiosity, discernment of the spirit's prompting and then strategic doing. Curiosity is the gateway to empathy, a world that's more curious. If I spend more time listening to you rather than talking to you. I'm going to learn something that's going to be foundational. It's going to prime and fuel creativity. And the beauty of being Catholic is everything that we do should be taken into prayer to ask the Lord how he wants to baptize it, what he wants to do with it, so that we in turn can be better instruments of his peace. And so you couple that with discernment, and then all of a sudden you have something on the other end. You have some ideas, and then you just got to go do them. You got to go try things. You got to fail at it and be okay with that. But good stuff comes out of it. You know, listening to this, uh, a thought occurs to me that you talk about the dignity and the empathy as you're going through this process, but you're also talking about a radically different approach to thought creation, ideation, innovation. Uh, keep filling in the blank with things that rhyme. But um, <laughs> what, it, what strikes me, though, is, is there an element of this where you're also teaching people how to accept micro failures, that there's the growth and formation of it? You don't have to just not make waves and just fit in. Well, and, and if I can add to that real quick, because you mentioned discernment of the spirits, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that there won't be failures that come out of that. 
when you, if you work with me, I warn you up front. You can hire me for nine months. You can hire me for a year. I've had one gig that was 15 weeks. It was the fastest innovation work that I have ever done. Um, I don't recommend that, by the way. 15 <laughs> weeks, that's not even like a product cycle life, right, uh, within secular work. But um, I tell people up front, if you're going to work with me, I can promise you you're going to learn something. I can promise you you're going to know your stakeholders better. I can promise you that you're going to come out of the work with some strategic insights I cannot promise that you're going to have a brand new ministry. I cannot promise that you're going to have a brand new service. I cannot promise that what's on that other end because there are meant to be toll gates within design thinking. There are moments where what you learned may be what you get out of it, but there also may be times where you do actually have an idea that comes into fruition. And that's, of course, the hope, right? That's the goal. Um, but I'm reminded, uh, Thomas Edison, right? And I tell people this regularly. Thomas Edison was interviewed once uh, about a variety of failures in, in his inventions. And his response was beautiful. He said, I haven't failed a thousand times. I found a thousand ways not to do something again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I yeah. think it's so true. If right? you're learning from every experience, then absolutely. If you're learning from every experience. Yeah. But that's, a, I'll tell you what, the culture shift that is required in church work. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people, their annual review, if they even get an annual review with their boss in church work, uh, their pastor, their bishop, whatever. I know a lot of people, uh, who who uh, have not had good annual reviews because they weren't producing at the level that was expected of them when they were trying to go into something new, and that's unfortunate. Hmm. Yeah, you're you're almost guaranteed to be causing waves, but we weren't called to be comfortable in this. We were called to actually answer and the the calling of the Holy Spirit. And I think if you can live in those fruits, right, you start going back to the other stuff you were talking about before. You know. Um, the discernment of spirits, you should be able to have joy in failure. You should be able to have calmness and self-control when people around you are chaotic. And uh, you know that with your third child <laughs> pastly approaching. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you learn trust in a whole new way, right? That's right. You learn trust in a whole new way. I also want to encourage people. I think what you just said, the Thomas Edison quote, I thought he was talking about dating. I didn't fail in dating a thousand girls. I found the thousand ones I wasn't supposed to marry <laughs> because I don't know Amen why this strikes that. me. I'm thinking about like the apostolate that you worked on here in town. Uh, we talked about in the last show, the 635 that would bring in people in probably the most unassuming way to a theater for some praise and worship and some cool reflections. You know, like that's young, especially young Catholic world. It's like dating is this thing that they think they're supposed to get right and have it solved. And there's something perfect out there. Instead of recognizing like going on a date or trying to connect with somebody and it not working is in no way failure. It's just one step closer to you can knock that one person off the list of potential, you know, people to have a sacramental marriage with. Well, right. And with that also learning, okay, well, what, what did I learn about myself in yeah. that process? Because every, every person that we encounter, whether it's friends or dating or whatever, can, can be a mirror to ourselves about, about some of our own best aspects and, and some of our, you know, weaknesses, some of our hard, hard aspects that we have. Paul, I feel like one of the things I always say that I hear you say when you're encouraging people is like every rose has its thorn. Is that what you're getting at here? Yes, I love to reference <laughs> the hairband poison from the 80s. <laughs> you know, what's interesting in design thinking is we actually he teach people, back. we actually teach people how to draw the thorns out. Mm. And oh. that becomes a really important point in design because you have to look at the pain points that somebody is going through. 
That's where the core problem really is. What's holding them back from deeper relationship with the Lord, deeper relationship with the community they find, the sacramental community that they're in. So actually being able to pinpoint those thorns is important. That's how you make a transition, Jeff. I know, but let's keep pulling on this thread because (laughs) now you're working with an entire leadership team and a finance council and you're working with all the volunteers and you're getting well into that nine-month engagement and it's starting to get a little bit darker and you got to remember that every night has its dawn. <laughs> Why are you fixated <laughs> on this song? You know, the night is darkest before the dawn. Mm, yes, Just which is why I use dish soap. <laughs> well, I, I can't do anything with dish soap. I, come on. <laughs> Something should bubble up. <laughs> Something should bubble up. I feel like we do this show and I miss them all, but that one. That, I mean, that, I got you. nothing. Thank you. I'm there speechless. You Let it sink in. Let's just dispose of all this and move on. Dispose all the, yeah, the conversation (laughs) is slipping away. Ah, yes. Well, every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. So, Duterman, what is your favorite sad, sad song in your life? I'm really putting you on the spot here. What is a sad song? Wow. Um, like you like country music? There was, I love country music, but that's not where I'm going to go. Uh, my wife, if she, she won't listen, she probably will listen, listen to this. Better. She's probably, this is probably coming out when she's in the hospital with the new baby. And she's like, the Beatitudes, it's here. We got to listen. That will be on the playlist without question. The nurse Uh, is going to come in and be like, are you guys listening to yourself? (laughs) Yep. This is what my husband does. Oh my gosh! No, there's not a there's not a shot anywhere that where she would listen to me talking while laboring. I like how, I like how she got an East Texas man's accent there. <laughs> yep. yep. Now, honey, what you want to think about is design thinking. So, what are the thorns in this birth right now? Listen to Jeff reflect on Brett Michaels' lyrics as you go through this labor. Every night has its dawn. Go ahead. What's your song? Uh, so there's an emo band, actually it was a one-man show mm. from way back in the day called Secondhand Serenade. Yes. 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 Serenade. <laughs> Anything written by him would be my favorite sad song. Really? Yes. All right. Well, that's because he didn't come up with it himself. He, he got it secondhand. Yeah. <laughs> secondhand Serenade is his name. That's just that's, that, that's a band, band. legally. Do you know, no, I know Secondhand Serenade. This is birth I, certificate. This is fantastic. Uh, red jumpsuit apparatus. Yes. Face down. That's a very sad song. Like, yes. This is amazing. Yeah. I love this. All right. Well, uh, we're going to be um, putting a nice bow tie on this amazing episode. Will you take us out of here with either a reflection or an encouragement for people that want to go through innovation change? They know that their organizations, their church, their parish are desperate for something new, something, something, a better version of what is old and ancient, Jason Duterman. So two things, um, all focused on the, on the same element of listening, spend more time listening to your people. If you are a leader, go spend time with them. All of the other things that you do pale in comparison to listening to about somebody's experience Asking a more beautiful question, eliciting more beautiful responses, and challenging your own assumptions and presuppositions that you have on faith based on your own experience. As leaders, so often we know, we know what the church says about something, but that may not be the lived experience of someone else. And so if you want to create more impact in the ministry that you're doing, base it off of what you know someone's lived experience and pain point actually is. And then secondly, If you are a leader of people, 
Make one of your KPIs on an annual or better yet, a six-month review every single six months. Go and ask your people, how many people did you listen to in the last six months? And watch the way that that changes the culture of your organization. I love it. Well, we're listening, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) We are. I didn't even mean to be funny. (laughs) Uh, Jason Duderman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, part of OSV, the big show now. And um, out, if people want, you, you said you left the Institute for the big one. I forget what you called it. The main stage? <laughs> the big show? The big OSV I, in I the sky? I, the big top. 30,000 feet? Yeah. I said none of those things, so. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Touche. If people want to get in touch with OSV, how do they track y'all down? What is it? Uh, you can simply go to osv.com. You're welcome to look me up on LinkedIn as well, Jason Duterman, Um, and would love to have a conversation with you. All right. Well, let's go set the world on fire as part of the new evangelization. And Jason Duterman, thanks for being a beata dude. Hey, thanks for letting me be a part of this. If uh, if I ever get the pleasure of being on this show again, you got to let me actually do the beata dude part with you. With you. I don't scream out at the beginning. Oh my gosh! I wish, brother, there was no governor on you. That was you listening to that voice. You told me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. We, you know what? We, we told you to guests. follow the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so it seems you like you were supposed to. do it on the outro. Mm, yeah. Go for it. All right. sounds, like a, sounds like a thorn. Tell Challenge you what, accepted. Tell you what. We're okay. leaving on a different theme song today. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you in the Eucharist. God bless you. The Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.